0: The NFL season is about to begin and nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network. August 30th through September 8th, Locked On's Ultimate Season Preview is taking you through every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's Ross Tucker and Jason Lockenfora. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Tune in now to make sure you get caught up on all the divisional previews.
1: Our Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up,
0: and welcome back to a WTSB Wednesday on the Locked On Bucks podcast. I am James Yarko, joined again by Evan Klosky. You can check out everything that I am doing over at bucksnation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at, at EClosky WTSP, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Evan, it's been a couple weeks. How you been?
1: Uh, took a trip out to Hawaii. You know how it is, just casually. <laughs> um, no, it, it's. Uh, I've been out of the world a little bit, been following six hours behind. Right. And, I mean, we are on the precipice of football season, baby. Fantasy drafts are happening right now, you know. The, we got college football at the weekend. It's it's finally here. The fall is here. That's right. I mean, we're football
0: starts this month. We can say that now. It is September 1st. Football starts this month for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. By the way, I said it on yesterday's show. I have to say it to you too. My University of Illinois fighting alumni are in first place in the Big Ten, sir. And this is I, I get a week to talk about it and then I'm gonna lose it. So
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, my boys from UTSA are gonna win that game. Probably. Right? You like if you you know we're gonna have uh, some some gambling uh, ads coming up. If you like uh, to place a little dough, some fun money, some Monopoly money on some teams. UTSA money line, Illinois. Probably. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna debate you. I was in there
0: before. Yeah, I'm shocked that they beat Nebraska. But anyway, we are talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have released their initial, not final. No roster's ever final, right, Evan? But they have released their initial 53 man roster. I'm gonna run down this thing real quick. David and I each had our projected rosters. We were both wrong because. We're not in the building. If we were right, then we would probably be working with Bruce and and Jason in there. But real quick, 25 on offense, 25 on defense. We got three specialists on offense. You have Tom Brady, Blaine Gabbert, Kyle Trask at quarterback. Your running backs are Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, Giovanni Bernard, Keyshawn Vaughn, wide receivers, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller, and the Rook, Jalen Darden, only carrying three tight ends. Rob Gronkowski, Cameron Braid, O.J. Howard. Along the offensive line, nine players. Alex Kappa, Robert Haynesy, Ryan Jensen, Ali Marpet, John Molshan, Donovan Smith, Aaron Stinney, Josh Wells, and Tristan Wirfs. On the defensive side of the ball, six defensive linemen. You have Will Golston, Steve McClendon, Raheem nunez Roaches, Khalil Davis, Patrick O'Connor, and Vita Veya. Outside linebackers are Shaq Barrett, Jason Pierre, Paul, Joe Tryon, Shawinka, Cam Gill, Anthony Nelson. And then inside linebackers, you have Devin White, Levante David, Kevin Minter, KJ Britt, and Mr. Irrelevant himself, Grant Stewart. Cornerbacks, Carlton Davis, Jamel Dean, Sean Murphy Bunting, Ross Cockrell, D Delaney, the back end, Jordan Whitehead, Antoine Winfield Jr., Mike Edwards, Chris Cooper, and our three specialists, Bradley Pinion, Zach Triner, and kicker, Jose Boragalas. So we're going to talk about some of the changes that still have to be made, Evan. But first and foremost, if you had to pick a surprise, which I realize is kind of hard to do on a roster that we already knew the majority of the players that were going to make the team. But who yeah. would you consider your your biggest surprise on this initial 53-man? Jose Borregalas, how
1: did he beat out sucker? We'll get to that. Uh, honestly, I'm going to go with Grant Stewart. Um, and not so much of a surprise, like, entering today, hearing his name because he was right there. Um, but I think entering camp, he had a lot to prove. Mm-hmm. He had to really elevate himself head and shoulders above everyone else on special teams to prove that he deserves a spot on this roster because – as a linebacker, I, I really don't think he's quite ready to have an impact there yet. Uh, though his instincts are there, I mean, just his size is always the big question mark. We saw some great things out of him in the preseason. Bruce Arians raved about him, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with him just from the start to the end because very rarely does Mister Irrelevant make a 53-man roster in his rookie season. So that is a tremendous story, honestly, right out of the gates, uh, with Grant Stewart. So big ups to him, biggest surprise, and and really happy uh for that guy as well. He has a a great backstory, which uh you know we'll get into as the season goes on.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, if if I had to pick one, honestly, I'm kind of surprised about Khalil Davis. Obviously, the coaching staff and 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 Jason Light see something in him, but this is a guy that was a, a healthy scratch the majority of his rookie year uh, to see him come in and, and beat out some other guys that I thought legitimately had a chance to make this roster. Maybe not necessarily across the defensive line, and maybe that's what, what helped him sneak in, but I kept trying to find ways when David and I were doing this yesterday to squeeze Jeremiah Ledbetter on because I thought he performed well. I thought he did well in spots last year. So I was a little surprised to see Khalil Davis not super shocked. Again, it's hard to be shocked at anything when you're only filling really 10 roster spots. Um But if you had to pick maybe a snub, a guy that you thought should have made this roster and ended up you know, being placed on waivers and, and potentially end up on the practice squad, which we're going to talk about in a little while, uh, anybody jump out to you as far as being snubbed that you felt deserved a spot on this roster?
1: Uh, you know, it, it, it was, it's so tough for me to say there's truly a, a snub. I think there are guys who were right there, Um you know, uh, the, the battle there at cornerback, Herb Miller getting cut, or Antonio Hamilton. Uh, those were guys who had a very good shot of making the 53-man roster entering camp. Those are guys who put up a fight. And, you know, credit D. De Delaney. I mean, he, he made plays to, to secure his spot. Um, so, you know, you mentioned Jeremiah Ledbetter, a, a guy who's been in the organization for a little bit figure maybe he's earned some uh, some veteran status at least to get the benefit of the doubt. But I wouldn't say snub. Uh, I would I mean if we had to go with like the biggest surprise. I mean we're talking like Tanner Hudson. That's that's how many guys were back on this team. Mm-hmm. This whole camp and even this process is sort of like, you know, let's get the game one. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's run this thing back. Yeah, I mean,
0: I, I guess if I had to choose one, I'm I'm a little surprised they did a lot of cross-training with Ross Cockrell, having him work with the safeties, especially in Jordan Whitehead's absence. So to see him make the team listed as a quote-unquote cornerback, I almost thought he would have made the roster as a safety over a guy like Chris Cooper, making room for Herb Miller. I thought... Even though Delaney and Miller were battling it out for that final cornerback spot, I thought both of them did enough legitimately to make this roster, especially if Cockrell had done enough to move to safety. Maybe he didn't quite do enough for them to feel comfortable putting him in that spot. We'll probably continue to see some more cross training. And and who knows, maybe later in the year, Cooper gets placed on waivers. They call Miller up to the big time. We'll see how it shakes out because there's going to be changes each and every week one thing however that does not change is how phenomenal our friends at betonline.ag are it is that time of year again all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the season and as always BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season get all the updated updated odds props and contests including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus with promo code LOCKEDON. Also, be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo Make a bet on the Thursday September 9th season opener between your defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. If you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, from football, basketball, boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait Take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Segment two here, the Locked on Bucks podcast. James Yarko, Evan Klosky of 10 Tampa Bay. Find us on Twitter at Jay underscore Bucks at E WTSP. And we are reacting to the Buccaneers 53 man, initial 53 man roster and There are more changes to come, Evan, and I say that because we know this for a fact. Because a couple of the guys that we didn't talk about being on this roster, I don't know, Indomik and Sue, Ryan Suckup, that's because those guys, along with Nick Leverett and Earl Watford, are currently on the COVID list. So when they are ready to come off the the COVID reserve list, that means the Bucks are going to have to make a roster move to free up a spot. For those guys. So first and foremost, we we know Boragallus is going to get removed for Ryan Suckup. That's just kind of how it is. Um, Outside of that, how do you see this roster shaking out with corresponding moves to free up space for Sue and then potentially Leverett or Watford?
1: Yeah, so uh, I, I do expect Watford to come off the COVID IL and be waived. Uh, pretty quickly thereafter. So, you know, as you mentioned, you have four guys to account for. Suckup replaces Boragallis, and he heads to the practice squad, assuming he, he flies through waivers. Watford then gets released upon returning. Then you have Gil and Molshan who will then move to the IL, thus creating two spots, thus you're good. So I think that's really how we navigate through these four remaining moves that the Buccaneers have. It's actually not as stressful as it sounds when they have to still make four moves. But yeah, that's that's pretty much, to me at least, how this is going to 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 happen. Yeah, and I don't think
0: you're too far off. I mean we can we can write it in Sharpie. Borogalis comes off, goes on waivers, hopefully yep. slips through, heads to the practice squad and suck up comes off. Cam Gill, we know, is going on the injured list. Um, good chance that that Moleshawn does as well, so that frees up the spots. The big lingering question is is you you say that Earl Watford is going to go straight to waivers. I'm wondering if Watford, with his experience with the team last year, with his experience in the system beyond last year, his history with, with Bruce Arians, are they going to try to find a spot for him on this roster? And the big question is, how do they do it? You have Leverett, who's versatile. You can move him around all over the line. Is it worth getting rid of a guy like Josh Wells, placing him on waivers and and bringing Watford up to the, the active roster, or is it exactly what you said, and they're just going to place Watford on waivers, hope that he sneaks through and ends up back on the practice squad? I think that's a really, really tough decision, and I'm interested to see how it plays out, but... You're 100% right. It's it's not nearly as difficult or complicated as people may think, given the guys that they wanted to make sure they could protect, and you you couldn't have put them on the injured list now. You couldn't have put them on the pup now, or it's, or it's the guaranteed loss of time waiting until the 53-man roster was finalized, putting them on the injured list after that. They're allowed to come back a little bit early because of the navigation of the amended COVID rules.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and big picture anyway, even, let's say that Earl Wadford does make the 53. Uh, an offensive lineman will be a casualty because they're not going to carry 10. So nine seems to be the number, and nine is also trending in a fairly higher amount. But uh, you know, with, with COVID times, you really want to have your depth uh, you know, in the trenches, both sides of the ball.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and now moving away from the COVID list, we have a 53-player roster that we're talking about. Only 10 new players compared to last Isn't that crazy? season. Yeah. Seven of them are rookies. You had seven rookies make this team. Only three veteran players were the new additions. Of course, one of them being Giovanni Bernard. No doubt about that. He's one of them. You have D. Delaney, and you have Chris Cooper. Other than that, the the guys that made the – there was no question. Joe Tryon, Showinka, who is already causing nightmares for opposing defense coordinators. Uh, we knew Kyle Trask. We, we talked about it the other day. You're not going to hide him on waivers. He had to make the roster. You're hoping that Griffin slips through. But then you had the guys, Mr. Irrelevant, Grant Stewart. You had KJ Britt. You have Jalen Darden you know, beating, beating guys out. Uh, Boragallis, of course, we just finished talking about. He's on the roster as a rookie, but for only a couple more days. Ryan Ryan yeah, Suckup yeah. is coming back. Robert Hainsey, who missed a lot of time in training camp, only played in one preseason game because he was battling injury. And other than a botched snap, looked pretty good against the Houston Texans. So what do you think about these, these – newbies I guess we could say uh coming to this roster and and which ones outside outside of try and Shawinka, because that's just not yeah. fair which ones are going to have the biggest impact on the team this year
1: so out of the new players or the rookies let's let's do the rookies
0: because I think out of all the new players if we're excluding Joe that means it's Gio
1: Gio yeah. would have, have okay. the biggest impact yeah um so I would venture to say Hainsey. I have a with – with COVID and just the odds that somebody is going to get hurt in the trenches based off the fact that outside of, like, one injury, that unit was somehow intact, like, almost the entire year last year. Uh, so the odds say that you're not going to have that luck again. And I feel like Hainsy is fairly high on that board. Um, you know, he's not like the next backup, but he's probably like you know, right after that. Um, so I think I think Hainsy has a shot towards the middle end of the year. You might see him more than um, you would probably like to admit right now. Um, I I think Jalen Darden will have a natural impact as a return specialist. We can guarantee that guy is going to be on the field in some regard, which puts him ahead of a lot of guys. Um, and I just want to give a shout out to KJ Britt. I thought he did a really good job in camp to prove that he belongs. And, um, you know, coming out of Auburn, I think a fifth-round pick, I uh, yeah. just was, uh, was somebody who, who earned that spot and, and proved that, he, that, you know, his, his skills and, and whatever doubts that people had coming into the draft – um you know didn't matter as much and and you say similar stuff about Grant Stewart when it comes to size and whatever you know bucks first draft seems like leadership and talent need to coexist and then you know the rest kind of falls into place
0: yeah and again i i think you nailed it talking about robert hansey bucks fans probably are going to see a lot more of him than they would they would care to see uh, in his mm-hmm. rookie year but yeah, you know, we we saw the Buccaneers win a Super Bowl with a backup offensive lineman because of an injury that happened wildcard weekend to Alex Kappa. You had Aaron mm-hmm. Stinney step in and play, you know, phenomenal. You had Ali Marpet miss time in the middle of the season. So you saw a shift where Ryan Jensen's moving over to guard and you have AQ Shipley starting at center and then he suffers a, a career-ending injury, joins the coaching staff, Um so the, the versatility that you have there with Hainsey, I think you're 100% right. He's kind of that number two backup guy behind Aaron Stinney. But Stinney doesn't have the versatility that Hainsey does. Now they drafted him to trans transition him from being a tackle to being an interior lineman, grooming him to be the backup center behind Ryan Jensen. But this is a guy in a pinch... Can play the outside if you need him to, and I'll be a hundred percent honest. And I think a lot of of the listeners would agree. I would trust Hainsey on the outside before I would trust Josh Wells. We saw Josh Wells, you know, last year we saw him in preseason. He did not look good, but there weren't a whole lot of options, so. I think the versatility is is going to mean that we're going to see quite a bit of Hainsey. And then, yeah, K.J. Brett just absolutely played some phenomenal football, really earned his spot. Same with Grant Stewart. I'm excited to see what Jalen Darden can do. He showed some explosiveness in that game against Houston. I thought one time there was one return he had. It was on a punt. I thought he was going to catch that edge. Didn't quite make it, but, man, he looks like the kind of player that any time the ball touches his hands, he's going to be absolutely electric.
1: Yeah, and I think the game's moving a little fast for him right now, but over time, that will get better. I I think that um, he didn't have the world of best preseason, but you saw flashes during training camp, and, I mean, they're just put on the college date. This guy, as you said, there's one word, electric absolutely
0: something else that's uh that's pretty electric is some friends of ours this show is brought to you in part by direct tv does this sound familiar you've got one device that lets you catch the game live another that lets you stream your favorite shows you're watching sport highlights on your phone you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff i want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way ...to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before... ...so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. Get rid of the clutter, get rid of the confusion... Get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible service required. Content varies by package. Also, want to give a shout out to some friends of ours, and you know them, you love them, they're delicious. Room temperature, frozen, refrigerated, any way you want it. That's the way you need it. We're talking about Bilt Bar. They got raspberry cheesecake, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, orange strawberry, coconut mint brownie, salted caramel, raspberry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, and cherry barcia. Those bars, 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to receive 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Wrapping things up here on a WTSP Wednesday edition of the Locked on Bucks podcast. James Yarko, Evan Klosky of 10 Tampa Bay. No. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at JayYarko underscore Bucks at E-Klosky, WTSP. And we are going to wrap things up today, Evan, talking about the practice squad. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a lot of the names, a lot of the faces that we saw in preseason at training camp, they've hit the waiver wire, and if they clear waivers, somebody else doesn't pick them up and, and add them to their to their active roster, the Bucks have an opportunity to bring them back on the practice squad, obviously. We're hoping somebody like Ryan Griffin, who has been in that position before, is able to get through waivers, come back on the practice squad, add that insurance. Last year, it was Josh Rosen who was on the practice squad for the Buccaneers. He gets plucked off late in the season by, I believe it was the 49ers. Yeah, it was the 49ers. Now he's in Atlanta. Um, So you you take a look at, at Ryan Griffin as kind of that number one guy you want to make sure comes back on the practice squad. But who are who are some of the guys that you're looking at that you definitely want to see and believe will be brought back once these waivers clear today at four o'clock and and the Bucks can bring back?
1: Yeah. Um first off I, I do not believe Tanner Hudson is going to make it through. Yeah. I think he will be plucked, which means uh, we'll see Cody McElroy back. Uh, no matter what, one of those tight ends are coming back. If Tanner slips through, it's going to be him. If not, it's going to be Cody McElroy. Um, so, you know, whoever that is, excited to have him back. Um, there's a lot of these players who, I mean, I'd like to see on the practice squad. I, you know, Jadon Mickens, I think because of, his, you know, the fact that he can be a return specialist, he has experience in a Super Bowl. You know, I, if they can keep him, they would and make sure that they have that covered in case anything happened to Jalen Darden. And, and there were a lot of guys in the secondary and we were talking before we, we did this podcast, just, I don't know how many of them are going to slip through, but between like Miller, Hagan, Hamilton, I mean, those guys uh, would be all for bring them back and, and having them hang out in the practice squad. So, um, but, but yeah, I mean, Griff, for sure. Tight end, for sure. And, you know, you're going to want a a wide receiver and you're going to want somebody in that secondary. So, you know, they they do have a lot of good options and and they don't necessarily need to to comb through uh, the league. But that is something that Bruce Arians has said he absolutely will do. This organization is going to look elsewhere and you know, there are guys on a 53 man roster who shouldn't be buying houses quite yet was, I, I think, the paraphrasing of his line uh, after this is all settled right now.
0: So no chance the Bucs are going to pursue Cam Newton to come in. And yeah, I,
1: I'm, I'm going to say that a no <laughs> for me, dog. You know, they'll keep Griff the longest tenured quarterback in franchise history. Thank you very much. Well, of course, Cam. And mm-hmm. and the the holder of Tom Brady when he has too much avocado tequila that's which right. is really is his his biggest calling card and they're going to need that
0: this year that is on the schedule for you know sometime in February uh of course Cam wouldn't double have double
1: shots for the repeat too
0: that's right uh cam wouldn't have been eligible for the practice squad but i also don't want him in tampa to begin with uh, you know our <laughs> listeners know that i am a card carrying member of the cam newton haters club
1: uh <laughs> that has
0: not changed uh, for me, yeah, I'm I'm with you 100%. I would love to see see Griff back. I think Jaden Mickens uh, would be would be great to have back. You still have Cyril Grayson out there, who is is. It's possible they they try to bring Mick and Grayson back onto the practice squad. They went through a lot of receivers last year. You had injury issues with Mike Evans, with Chris Godwin, with. Yeah, it Antonio, well, I mean, Antonio was just gone for the first half of the season. So yeah. it's a position that they'll probably want to stack up on, on the practice squad just in case they do, you know, have an in-case of emergency break glass situation. But two of the guys that I'm I'm really looking at at being able to clear and come back are cornerback Herb Miller, who who I talked about earlier. I thought he did enough to make the team. They ended up putting Cockrell in as a corner instead of a safety. I was kind of thinking they might try to slip Cockrell in as as a safety. And speaking of safety, Javon Hagen. I think I think he's starting to progress pretty well. I think he provides some depth if they can get him on the practice squad that it's someone they would be comfortable calling up for a game day situation. And these are both guys that can contri- contribute on special teams as well, which is big for for Bruce and, and the rest of the coaching staff. So, yeah, we yeah you know, a lot of players. Like you said, a lot of players I would love to see back. Elijah Ponder is another one. Tanner, I would love to have him back. I don't think he's back. I if I if I were to go on bet online and they had odds for this, I would say he ends up a New York jet. Um they they do yeah, need help uh, at tight end. Uh,
1: Jaguars can take him, but yep. um a lot of teams actually in need of of tight ends.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So with that, all right, Evan, I'm I'm gonna let you escape here and uh and we are gonna get out of here. What do you have going on over there at WTSP ten Tampa Bay?
1: Oh man. Uh, the, the number one thing we got going on, which, you know, we appreciate you helping us out with, um, is the blitz. Yeah. So we're premiering a pregame show every Sunday at 1130 in the morning, starting September 5th, this Sunday on 10 Tampa Bay. It's called the blitz. We have Simeon rice joining us every single Sunday and Simeon is just the man, uh, We are going to pluck his mind for his football knowledge, and that's going to be great, and it's going to be uh, a tremendous help to everyone out there. But even beyond that, um, he provides an interesting perspective as a former player, uh, as an entrepreneur, as a filmmaker. He really is multifaceted as a human, and we're going to push him to kind of push our show and to, to take us places where pregame shows usually don't go where they stick with the X's and O's. So don't worry. I mean, if you're listening to this, you're a huge football fan. You're a diehard Bucks fan. And we are going to have tons of Bucks coverage. And I know you're going to want to check in with Simeon because he, he's one of, the, one of the best in the organization, a guy who I personally would love to see in the Ring of Honor one day and, and probably deserves a lot more chatter for Hall of Fame contention with 122 sacks, a rookie of the year, and you know, a Super Bowl ring on his finger.
0: Absolutely. I've I've been advocating for that since David and I started our own podcast before we were part of the Locked On Network. Uh, it's gonna be incredible. It's gonna be appointment viewing for those that constantly talk about, well, you know, why aren't the national pundits giving the Bucks any love? Why we're the defending Super Bowl champions. Why aren't they talking about us? Well, tune into Evan and Ryan and Simeon there on 10 Tampa Bay every Sunday at eleven thirty. On the blitz. It's gonna be incredible. You can check out everything I'm doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Locked On Bucks at J underscore Bucks at Eklosky WTSP at Bucks underscore nation. You can send us your voicemails and emails. Locked on bucks podcast at gmail.com 813 444 5841 We did have some voicemails roll in. Uh, Evan and I did not get to them. We had plenty to talk about. David will get to some. He and I can answer some more, uh, you know, as the week continues. But we're, we're eight days away, everybody. Eight days away from kickoff. The Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. So make sure you keep checking in with us here. Thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked On.